Hanford Dixon Show with the top dog himself, Hanford. <laughs> Alongside former NFL coach and Super Bowl champ, Greg Williams. Hello, hello. So, guys, we had a little bye week. How did you enjoy it? Well, you know, I thought it was – I was trying to find something to do, guys. I, you know, <laughs> Coach, when we don't have a game, you know, it's kind of weird. I mean, obviously we're going to watch a lot of football, but still we're used to being right where the action was. And I was trying to find something to do. What about you? Big thing was is that all of a sudden we have a break of a routine. Got to try to do something else to stay occupied and in our minds and everything. So I watched as many college games as I could on Saturday and every game that I could on Sunday. So I stayed as active as I could. Let me ask you a question. When you watch those games, because uh, sometimes I watch a lot of those games that I can feel the feel or the flow of the game, and then I could tell how the game is going to end up. Like, uh, for instance, I was watching the uh, Alabama game. And uh, how did you know I was going to say Alabama Gap? You Bama boy. <laughs> I, knew. I thought you were going to sing, too. Well, I, I, you, know, I, you know, you told me not to sing unless I sing with you, and, and so I'll leave that alone. <laughs> but anyway, Coach, I was, guys, I was looking at the Alabama game, and I just didn't like the flow of that game, and it just seemed like uh, Alabama uh, was, Texas A&M was starting to uh, gain momentum on them, and uh and I can kind of feel when it's when it's changing like that. Do you get that feel sometimes? Same feeling. The yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. And you're you're trying to play the game and call the game and uh, compete in the game, even though I'm watching it on TV. And you know, Nick and I go way back. And uh, so yeah, I was the same thing on that game. Any of the college games uh, jump off the bat for you that surprised you a little bit? Or, or No, no, not that much. You know, it was really good though, and uh, enjoyed watching all of them. I I also like just watching. A lot of the things that uh, they're still trying to do at that level that doesn't work at the National Football <laughs> League level, uh, you know, and they're trying to do as much finesse as they can instead of, you know, getting on the line of scrimmage and, and getting all that stuff done. So I do enjoy that. For all you Georgia fans, so don't worry. You look like Georgia got on track, and then we have to talk about Ohio State. Obviously, uh, Ohio State uh, got rolling uh, uh, later on in the ball game, so that was a big win but uh guys i had a good i had a good weekend i had a good morning this i got up and got my workout in an hour yes, on the elliptical did. and uh, tell the people about your workout because i know how religious you are i am i he, just he gets it six days out of the I, week I, I just have to have it and i get on that elliptical and i go an hour and then uh, i'll lift four days uh out of the week and i don't lift heavy anything anymore i just do like a little little bench press and uh, just some stuff just to stay toned. And then, obviously, after that, I have to go to the steam room because I get it. And you know what I do? I, I wear my sweat jacket. I'm old school, so I still wear my sweat jacket in the steam room. And, and, and people look at me, and they think that I'm crazy when I walk in there with that sweat jacket on. But, Coach, I, I mean, I'm old school. That's, that's what old, we do. I'm old school, and I, I wear that sweat jacket. Everybody has told me all these years to stop doing that, and I try to do six days a week the same thing. I do a high-intensity uh, core, upper, and lower body calisthenics and then do a cardio walk when I can do all those type of things too. But I wear that sweat jacket, and I know unless I am rolling in the sweat, I haven't done anything. Oh, yeah. No, I have PTSD from college because I had coaches, if I showed up to practice in shorts without pants on, turn around, go home. <laughs> well, well, Gab, you're, you're, a, you're a track you, you like track, don't you? I did. Or oh, I, okay, do. Okay. I do. I do. I ran track, but I also still appreciate it. And you track. still run a lot now? I still run a lot. Okay. Yeah. 
Probably mm. more than you, Hampton. Well, I, I believe that. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I believe that because, you know, I, I think you're about six miles sometimes when you get out there. Oh, yeah. I hit the trails this weekend. We have the Cuyahoga Valley National Park and the Metro Parks in our backyard. It's it's so beautiful. So I get out there. This is good running weather for us. All right. I think yeah. it's really good to do that. You know, it's a, it's a calming thing. And uh, when I say that in, with a grin on my face is that the players can always tell if I've worked out that day or not because <laughs> I've been grouchier than normal. And uh, they'll make sure you need to work out before you come to the meetings today, Coach. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about meetings coming up because of the Browns. They're going to have to have a big meeting because we got the 49ers coming up. So we'll do a preview coming up right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford-Dixon Show with the top dog himself. And we've got Greg Williams in studio once again. We're also joined by his son, Blake Williams, to give us a little around the AFC North uh, recap, if you will. Before we get into previewing the Browns, of course, our meat and potatoes, let's take a look at how some of these AFC North teams did around the league. You guys watched some games uh, over the weekend. Steelers. Mm -hmm. how, how about the Steelers-Ravens game? Um this is, I guys, I'm ashamed to admit, but I did a little betting with Tipico, and um, <laughs> and I I was pulling for the Steelers. Like I I'm so relieved that Pickens, um, was it was it Pickens who got the yes yes, yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he got me yeah. 35 bucks. Did okay. he? Congrats. <laughs> yeah, we 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 have to tell I, I, Blake and Coach. I think you guys would agree with me on this. We got to get tell tell Gab if she's gonna bet. She's got to get that up a little bit. Oh you yeah. Know, she's, yeah, she's talking. But she, he won Listen, you 35 bucks. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it was a $10 bet that uh, hit 45 so I was happy with that. Listen, I'm not a big risk taker. I'll lose it all. I know my luck. Well, as long as you didn't lose anything, uh, uh, it, you're okay. <laughs> you know what, guys? I, I Blake, I, I see you with that smile on your face over there, but looking at this AFC North, Looking at this game, let's, let's jump off. I, I think the first one, Gab, is the uh, Steelers and the Ravens. Oof, and I am shocked, guys. I mean, totally, totally shocked. The the Ravens gave that game away. I agree. You know, I mean, the things that, the things that I was thinking about yesterday as I was watching it, first and foremost, is just having experienced it. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Pittsburgh is just different at home. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh is different at home. Um, even when we played them and not had very good teams um, comparatively. Um, and maybe like barely, barely lost or tied them, say even here at Cleveland. But you go in there and it's totally different. And then maybe played them before with teams that are superior teams and just waxed them, you know, at, at home wherever we were at. But you play them there and they're they're different. Um, not only from the crowd standpoint, but I just think um, tough, hard nose, and you know they kind of just uh, they operate. You know, I, I feel like just differently um, at home. For what I don't know if you experienced that G Dub or whatever, but but just l very few mistakes, and they let you make the mistakes, they let you mess it up and whatnot. And I feel like they're always capitalizing somehow, some way on those big defensive plays. You know, I agree with you on that, and I, I do believe this. There's no doubt in my mind that Mike Tomlin had a come to Jesus moment <laughs> with a lot of those young men and how they're going to go about playing. Uh, they got four takeaways on defense. Uh, anytime you scored. do that and scored on defense, anytime you do that, uh, the Sack brothers were rolling and and making sure that uh, Lamar was uncomfortable. 
And again, you know, Lamar turned the ball over a couple more times. You know, he's leading the league, I think, right now in fumbles himself. And uh, those type of things are hard to overcome and win games, especially when you're on the road. And I think the Steelers, you know, did did what they needed to do to win. Well, I <laughs> – I, I think you guys have to agree with me on this. I mean, sure, the Steelers played well. Sure, they're playing. They're hard to beat at home. But let's look at this thing. I, I mean, guys, Lamar, for instance, his receivers let him down. I mean, they let him down. I mean, they dropped a lot of balls. I'm talking about – Look, I think he, they had eight drops. Yeah, and, and Coach, here, here's what I say. I can get the feeling of a game. A game is going the wrong mm-hmm. way. Did you see the one particular play when Lamar was scrambling? Threw the ball. I think it was uh, uh, the young kid got behind the uh, defense. And he's wide open, getting ready to catch the ball. And what happens? He falls down. I mean, no one one pushed him down. No one pushed him down, no. And that's what you're thinking about, the fields and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think another one went right through somebody's hands. They played it, replayed it three times. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, that's tough. And it was a walk-in touchdown. Went through his hands. It's just crazy the things that, uh, you know, how things just happen during the course of that ball game to keep the Ravens from winning that game. Interceptions interceptions in the end zone. Oh, yeah. The whole debacle at the end of the first half not taking the points and getting the points. That's exactly right. So, I mean, there was so many of those little things. You know, I guess the second place my mind went in it is you sit there and you say, you know, those were our two. Those were our two worst losses. You know, there are only two, um, but you know, this season. But you look at it and you sit there and say, okay, well, and now we're we're one game out potentially of being tied for first, and neither of those two teams are really separating themselves, right? And so, I mean, it's a it's a jam packed because you looked at it and it was it was a rough game. I mean, by both teams, well, me, like some team had to win, but both teams were trying to give it away. Well, you let know? me let me ask you guys this. Like you mentioned, that interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Lamar, that was a terrible throw by Lamar. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible throw. I think it was a terrible call, too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, in that situation of the ball game. First of all, if you're going to run that play, shouldn't you, instead of being in a shotgun, that's pretty much a timing pattern. The wide receiver's got to delay that route a little bit to the outside, mm-hmm. and the quarterback can't throw it. Now, even if Lamar throws that football, he's got to throw it where his guy gets it or no one else get a hold of that football. Just things like that during the course of the game. No doubt about it, and it makes me smile when I hear you talk about the over, 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 over shotgun crap. Okay, I get so sick and tired of people not having the quarterback get up under the center and control the rhythm of the play. Okay, and again, that was one of the things I did quite a bit with Baker. You know, when I was here with Baker, and all of a sudden his rhythm got into flow because of that um, crazy stuff, and um, Steelers pulled it out. Well, let me ask you guys this: Sometimes I think coaches uh, are too smart for their own good and uh, what I mean by this in one particular you have to take the points at certain times especially in a ball game like mm-hmm. that game yesterday you could tell points were hard to come by They're hard to come and by. you don't you you, you don't outsmart yourself and on, on fourth down and not take the points I think and he has to put up with me yelling in, in, at, at the house watching it because I'm yelling. I'm, no, you I'm, I'm, I'm arguing with the screen on that and other time management stupid stuff. Oh my gosh. Hey, we You thought it was the film room because we're sitting there. It's going to have to. We're sitting there rewinding it. Yeah. We're trying to tell, like, was it supposed to be a no brainer freeze? Was that ball actually supposed to be snapped? Did they make a mistake and snap it and then all of a sudden trying to make something out of it? Or were they, were they just trying to draw them all sides? And we were going back and 
and forth watching it over and over again. I thought we were in the film room, rewinding, rewinding, mm-hmm. rewinding, going back, and we said, "Oh, okay, you can't have that one. It's well, gonna, it's gonna come back to haunt you." Well, and let it me did. let me tell you guys this. I, 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 I was sitting there. I was watching that game. I did normally. Uh, Ozzy and I, we, we would text and we'll talk back and forth. Uh, uh, through the game and after the game, and I didn't even bother him because I, I know he was just down. And, and and guys, let me tell you this too. I saw, I, you know, I wrote down the corner's name. I think it was the right corner. A couple of tackles. I, I, who's teaching these guys to tackle? <laughs> I mean, did you see him? I mean, he actually closed his eyes on a couple. Of, I mean, here he is with Were his. Are you eyes talking closed. about Humphrey? Well, no, this wasn't Hum- Humphrey. Oh. Got, that's another story. That's another, one. that's another story. But, he, you yeah. know, he's got his eyes closed and he's going like the, the guy jumps over him. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You got to mm-hmm. make that tackle. I mean, but, Gab, I'm sorry. Wait, how much you know. for lessons, you know? Oh, the, uh, my tackling. goodness. I'm sorry, Gab. We went long. <laughs> Go ahead. That's okay. Real quick, let's just do Bengals Cardinals. Did you guys catch that game? Bengals 34, yep. Cardinals 20. Burrow, 36 for 46, 317 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Chase, 15 catches, 192 yards, three yep. touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the, it was it was, <laughs> it was was Chase, 21, the other one's 20. So at what point in time do you d- double cover them? I go yeah. back to our old days. Oh, no, hey, we like were arguing about George that. Kittle at what show. time do you go ahead and double cover the cat, yeah, okay? Yeah. We've had times where we were in games with, like, Megatron, and, and people joke about this, where we literally took two DBs and lined them up and double press like like we were on punt vice. team mm-hmm. and we called it vice yeah. called like, it vice. you're literally pre-snap he's not getting off the ball pre-snap we're telling you go someplace else but do not go to this guy yep. you beat us someplace but else not, not there <laughs> not that we're playing defense and it looks like we're on punt return team <laughs> because we're up there saying you are not going to <laughs> throw it to this guy and at what time we were arguing about that watching yep. that yesterday too and, and you know what's funny because he came out and obviously we all know this he came out and he said hey i'm always open i'm always open <laughs> boy, yeah. boy did he prove it yesterday yeah. I yeah, mean, he, he was always open big game and burrow was more mobile he actually even ran for a couple of first downs and you could see that mobility the comfort there for him uh but that was a big step for them to get into that thing because it was a it was a fist fight early on and uh, then the Bengals took it over and, and ran away with it well you know whenever I, i'll go back to uh, the ravens and the steelers whenever those two teams play each other you kind of you don't want any either one of those teams to win the football game but when you look at it now now that the Ravens lost that game, looking at the AFC North, mm-hmm. that brings everybody back into uh, yep. into the mm-hmm. fold right now, talking about the Steelers. Hey, guys, the AFC North, can you believe the Steelers are in first place in, I know. in the AFC I know. North? I know. Hey, is that crazy or it what? Is. It is. <laughs> it really is. We were just talking about Chase with the three touchdowns. George Kittle also had three touchdowns <laughs> and will be taking on the 49ers next week. So we got to do our preview. So... Save, save some of your comments. You got I know it. Miss Chatty Cathy you over here. Got it. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show with the top dog. I'm not barking. Okay, fine. You only do it once a show. That's fine. <laughs> and and Greg Williams here. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm getting an extra bonus. I know. It, I know it, I <laughs> We're also joined by Blake Williams. Uh, always appreciate your input here, chatting a little football as the Browns look ahead to the San. Francisco 49ers, who are looking real dominant right now. 
Uh, did you guys watch their game this weekend? You know what I did, and, and, and it's scary. I mean, watching those guys, <laughs> is it's really, really scary, and that's why I'm so happy I'm sitting here with uh, two defensive mind coaches so I can uh, pick their brains. And, uh, Coach, I'm really coming after you right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. You got uh, – God, we don't even talk about the head coach in that tree. I, I think you're familiar with mm-hmm. that, uh, with the with the old man and the son. And, uh, Coach, how do you stop these guys? I mean, what what do you do with this offense? And and I'm very close friends with John Lynch, too, and I think John and Kyle have done a very good job of assimilating some severe threats. I mean, they're, they've got some very talented offensive players, and then Kyle does a very, very good job, just like his dad, Mike, all those years of learning how to formation things, how to get uh, defensive tells on what's going on on the other side of the ball and making it simpler for the quarterback in so many ways on zone, man, pressure, where it's coming from. McCaffrey right now is a freak. And he not only is he able to run the football, but he is a dominant pass threat that you you know you got to be careful on when you're matching him up with a linebacker, and you're you're going to have to go to DBs to cover him too, and in all the different formations that where they put that mismatch yeah, on you on defense, they've done a very very good job, you know, offensively to put those points on the board, but you know, yeah, how their, can the- their defense. Holy cow, are they playing? How how can the Browns defense slow down that high-flying offense? Because, let's see, 49ers have scored at least 30 in every game this mm-hmm. year. They've scored the second most points per game this year, but Browns have allowed the fewest points per game this year, 15. Um, so, yeah, what what does our defense got to do? Well, I, I think we all agree. They can't come out and play like they played the last game uh, that we had against Baltimore. I mean, <laughs> Baltimore was able to just run the football on them. And we know this football team, Blake, has got McCaffrey. And uh, not only is he a threat running the football, but also coming out of the backfield, uh, catching it. And then sometimes they take Debo Samuel, Sam, they take him and put him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know where they're going to line him up. So, Blake, this defense got its hand full. No doubt. No doubt. And the funny thing about it is, not to be off topic, but there's like the two most similar, clearly like the two most similar defenses in the yes. league are San Fran's defense and here. And here. Right. And so, I mean, so much of the San Fran's defense is off of the Jim Schwartz, Jim Washburn, you know, with Chris Kersurik and, and, and Tree, you know, and there. Chris and, what and Jim doing. coach together. But the biggest thing you have to do, in my opinion, I right, haven't gone against this offense a ton of times, is you have to compress space. You have to compress time and space. And so, if you are going to try to play just gap oriented football and like feather the force, especially on the edge, try to say I'm fitting this block versus attack it and compress that space and make it like a pile of bodies and according to bodies, then then Kyle is getting exactly what he wants. I mean he that's what he's doing. He manipulate and Mike McDaniel down there, you know, in 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 Miami, we see him doing the same thing from their time together, but he manipulates the specific little alley and the spe- specific little space he wants to hit. And then he just watches for little bitty things, which is he'll be watching for, okay, when all of a sudden they shift to man-to-man, like you saw last night. Yeah, yeah. And now he's going to run the little flea flicker, yeah, mess yeah, with yeah, your yeah, eyes because yeah, yeah. yes. you're worried about stopping the run. Or he'll wa- watch for this one little thing on the backside where I'm going to keep calling this until this guy starts cheating it or playing with bad technique, and now I'm going to call this constraint play off of it, and it's going to be a, be a huge play. But that's what you have to do is you have to knock back, but on the edges better than we did in, in Baltimore 
anymore is we are going to have to collapse that and go and not wait on it and go collapse it and collapse that lane otherwise like they're looking at that salivating some of those lanes on the outside of those those gap schemes that hit us in in baltimore yeah we we like to play fast and um coach i i don't know is that a good idea or what do we do that's a really good idea and and blake and what he was talking about restricting space you were on the staff with me (laughs) when i came up with the double corner blitz Mm -hmm. that we called Chucky. Here comes Chucky because (laughs) we're going to replace and go right now, restrict a space and find out how tough you are, not how fast you are. And those are going to be some things that Jim, you know, he's been a part of that too, that Jim Schwartz is going to have to make sure make the game be 26 yards wide on the field. Don't let it be 52 and a quarter yards, 52 and a third yards wide out there. Okay, have to play the whole field, especially in the run and the pass game. This is going to be a very interesting dynamic for me to see. He's had a week off also. There could be some new wrinkles, especially from the pressure things that uh, Jim has been doing that will come into this game that will affect Brock Purdy a little bit on some of the disguises and the pre-snap going to post-snap type things. But they're going to have to restrict space and make this be a fist fight in an alley over okay a great big wide field are you guys surprised i mean talking about brock purdy are you surprised how well he's playing right now because i, I mean coming out of college i mean we all thought that he was a, mm-hmm. a, a, a mr relevant and we all right. thought he was a decent quarterback but i mean to play at this level i mean does that have something to do with kyle it, i i th- well first of all it has a ton to do yeah. with kyle it has i mean a ton. he's he is a phenomenal phenomenal football coach and there is there's there's levels in coaching in the nfl like there's levels in playing talent like we don't talk about that enough but it just clearly is i mean there are some people who are just okay some people who they have the elite athletes right that are making them better coaches and then some people who are elite and can make it and i think it's that that marriage between the two but if you look at his, it's not too big for him how he processes things, how he handles things when things break down, how he handles things when like bad stuff happens. Like you see that that stuff that you've seen, like I, I'm not going to put other stuff on him, but like the Drew Brees, some of those people that we've been around where he's highly accurate. He knows where to go with the ball before the snap. He knows exactly how the play is supposed to work. Right. And does the exact right timing, all of those things where now when you have somebody scheming it up like like Kyle and his staff and you've got that. Now, one thing I will say on this, though, is go back like the one game we saw him not do well on the only game he's lost is the game he got injured. Right. And again, at at that time in, in Philly in the playoffs last year, again, this is the most similar defense, both in scheme and in technique that he's seen besides his own defense in practice yes. and that Philly defense in the yes. playoffs last year. So if they can if they can, you know, keep them from running the ball on early downs, like we have the ability and the coverage and the rush to give them the issues from the wide nine. With all these play action pass yeah. and thinking yeah. you're going to yeah. bring a guy yeah. back over here, you're going to bring a tight end or a puller back across and block Miles Garrett on play action pass. No, he's he's going he's going to beat it there just like we saw like Hassan Riddick and those guys do in the in the playoffs last year, but we can't let him run the ball on first down. Yeah, I was super impressed with how comfortable he looked because mm-hmm. I think you can tell a lot by body language too when people play mm-hmm. and he just the confidence and uh 
just collectedness he showed I was pretty impressed with kind of like you said just you know when things go bad when things go right being able to keep that level head and still be accurate is really important we're gonna need Deshaun to be accurate first of all hopefully he's playing because I think he was out for practice yeah, today yeah what's Deshaun gonna need to do to to give us a Browns win well first thing you need to do you need to show up I mean he <laughs> needs to play because uh you know I, I I think this whole thing that happened uh was just weird the way everything uh, came uh, came down because obviously he was cleared to play and they said they watched him throw in uh, in, in before the game and then said that there was no way he could play. He came and said he can't play. But, I, you know, I, as a player, I know you would have to drag me off of that field when it's time to play. Even if I had a, a pull hamstring on the corner, I'm taping that thing up. And if I can run, I'm ready to go. And hopefully I don't re-injure the thing. But still, I want to play because you got to get out there and uh, and you got to help your uh, – teammates coach i got a quick question for you you make me smile when you talk about that because yeah. that's how we grew up yeah. that's how we played and the whole thing is if you can walk if you can throw it five feet go play you gotta go go play were you surprised yesterday uh coach uh, you know looking at that game yesterday san francisco playing the dallas cowboys were you surprised how easy easily they handled the cowboys yeah i really was and i will tell you this too you know just what gab said when you take a look at the pressure in the game, Brock was under more pressure, more faster time that he had to play that game than Dak. Mm -hmm. Okay, But yet he protected the football. Mm -hmm. Yet he understood exactly where it was going because Kyle had planned things that we talked about last week that didn't go very well for DTR. Kyle plan things that Brock can do, not what he wants to call, but what Brock can do and had answers for all that type of stuff. That will be the next step here. Well, can we kind of uh, divert Brock from making rhythm type plays because he fought through the pressure last night better than Dak Prescott did for the Cowboys. And that's what won the game for them on offense was how he handled their offense. Yeah, but I'll say this, DTR, I mean, obviously, uh, I think this kid has a bright future, but uh, if Deshaun doesn't play, it could be a long, long afternoon for it us. Could, it could be. And, uh, you know, like Coach said, you'd hope that we'd learn from the first time we used him and make some adjustments, adjustments specifically for him. Uh, but I'm hoping Deshaun plays, to be honest. I'm hoping we see him. How about besides Deshaun, who's one Browns offensive player we need to see step up? We, need, we have to run the ball. I'm just letting you know right now, if you cannot run the ball and manage the first down to get down into more manageable third down things, that front that they have over there at the 49ers is going to play wreck havoc on you on third downs and second longs. They have to be able to do a much better job this week running the ball and managing the down and distances. Coach, how good is Fred Warner? Their linebacker. I mean, he is just Blake. Is he's, he is he something else? We talked a long time the other day. Yeah. I, I, I I I pounded the table for him when when I was here coaching the linebackers. <laughs> and if you remember back at that time, mm -hmm. the 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 Showberts, the young Showberts, the young Kirkos, the Jamie Collins, yeah. like those, they, we had some athletic guys that were also big time up here. So if you had to have a guy that's going to come into think you're just going to develop and compete with that, they had to be rare. And he was, you could tell, like he yep. had it up here. 
he had the like the the captainship, but then he was a like elite athlete, like a big time athlete. So I knew you know he was going to be a great one. We went back to over the scouting report, watching him play mm-hmm. yet last night. Yep. We went over it. I said. Mm-hmm. Tell me that scouting report again. You know, were, were you dead on knowing exactly about that young man? That's what we talked about last night. Always breaking it down. Thanks for our coaches' corner, you guys, and all of your uh, the science. And I mean, you've got the football mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. great to hear from you. We want to hear more when we come back right after this with our betting segment. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show with the top dog. We're joined by Greg Williams and Blake Williams. And we're going to start with our betting segment, Browns versus 49ers. We did a little bit of a breakdown with our wonderful football minds in here. 49ers are averaging 33.4 points per game and allowing 13.6. Browns averaging 19 points per game and allowing 15. What do you think on the over-under of 40? Go ahead, Blake. I'm going to take – this one's hard. Like, I would not be betting on this one personally because we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be, yeah. like, for the Browns. Right? Oh, oh, we and, better. Oh, we no. better know who the quarterback is. I'm just saying, but I'm going to take, ta- take the under. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Taking the under. <sighs> Boy, you, you just think, make Hanford? it tough, don't you? You just make it tough. But I think you have a good point there. I uh, I think I'm going to take the under uh, on that, that one, too, because uh, – Obviously, we have to come back, and we have something to prove uh, with this game. And uh, San Francisco is San Francisco, and uh, they're going to play tough. I, I'm going to take the under. I'm with and, you know, up. I don't do the betting, but yeah. I will tell you this. After a week off, mm-hmm. I believe that Schwartz mm-hmm. is going to have that defense rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be, you know, a good football game. And I think, and I think regardless of who's playing quarterback, right, with the two weeks to plan it's a lot better than with two hours to plan yeah Yeah. right you know i mean like happened the the previous game you know so like let me tell you something if deshaun is not on the center (laughs) (laughs) hey we're We're gonna hear it we're we're gonna hear it we're gonna hear from you right right. (laughs) i I don't want to hear no shit talking about uh uh, he he can't play or he's not able to play god damn it you have to play yeah i mean (laughs) coach i mean what the hell's going on around here that's how it is you know what and if you can walk out there and you can just if you can flip a coin let's go play and that's what you got to do maybe we don't even need angry ken we'll just have angry hand that's right now. that's right that's right if he doesn't play it will be angry Hanford. Angry okay give us an anytime touchdown score for the browns ooh, 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 ooh. blake i'm going to say ford okay yep mm-hmm. they gotta run the ball they have to run the ball and if we don't run the ball, we're in bigger trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of who's that mm-hmm. quarterback, mm-hmm. because uh, that defense will just feast mm-hmm. uh, on us. Uh, you know what, guys? We have to be able to, you know, obviously the run's going to set up the pass. First, mm-hmm. we have to be able to run the ball, set up the pass. Cooper and those guys who didn't show up, I mean, Cooper's got to come through too. We we, we need him uh, get in the zone. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cooper anytime and a Ford anytime. I like it. Should we go on to some other teams? Because I do want you guys to break down some other teams around the league, but we got a mm-hmm. couple bets first. So let's cover the bets. We'll take a break, and then you can come back, and okay. we'll, we'll recap. Okay. So let's do 
Giants plus 14 and a half at Bills over under 45. Do the Bills cover? I think the Bills cover. I, I think they do. They're coming off a rough, rough week, obviously. Right, uh, big, big, yeah, big, big loss. They lost. And the Giants just, you know, I, I, I think the Bills cover, Blake. Yeah, I think I think so too. All those things that you just said, we don't know. I mean, what's going on? I mean, Daniel Jones. Not that it's not that he's been able to even. Well, he's been sacked. <laughs> he's been sacked what eighteen times, literally oh, yeah. in the last two you, games. You wanted to hit, say you wanted to 30. say not that it matters. Yeah, nah. <laughs> he went he went out at the end of the last game injured, so we don't know who's playing. But right now they can't. They can't block the edge, and that's yeah. this is not the team that you want to not be able to block the edge. Von Miller back and, healthy, and, and they're mad. Oh too. yeah, they're mad. <laughs> so I'm gonna say Buffalo. Buffalo covers. Yeah. All right. You know who else might be mad? The Cowboys. Cowboys at Chargers. So both of these offenses put up a lot of points. Will this game go over or under 48 and a half total points? I think it will. I I, I think it will because uh, this is going to be a bounce back game for. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, they can't afford to lose another one. Obviously, uh, uh, Dak did not play well, but not only him. I'm not going to put it on him. I'm going to put it on the whole team. They didn't just show up. So I think uh, they're going to get back. I, I'm going to go with the over. That's a lot of points, I'm, but still. I'm going to go with the over, and I'm going to one-up it and say it's an over, and Dallas is going to blow them out. Wow, I like oh, it. By like, like four it. scores. Big I like it. I like it. Okay. I like it, my man. All right, Blake. <laughs> well, let's take one more break. We'll come back. We'll recap, take a look at maybe some other games that caught our eye over the weekend right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz. We got the top dog with us and Greg Williams and Blake Williams in studio as well. Wanted to ask you guys about any other games that caught your eye over the weekend. One of the things that um, you, I know you do very well, Hanford, is the smack talk. Okay. I don't know if you saw or I don't know if this was a Twitter rumor, but Joey Porter Jr., the Steelers, uh, he, he made the interception in the Steelers game. Um, right at the end in the end zone, did you hear about the smack talk he, he told Odell? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. And I he, he's he, a rookie too. I think he rookie. is. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he barked at him, "Go be a family man." At the end of the game. Damn. I know. Them are some fighting words. Damn. Gab, you gotta understand. You're talking about. He got personal on him. I think. Gab, you're talking about a cornerback. You know, a defensive back, and whenever they start to talk, I have to be with on his side right there because I know that's all I did was talk. I remember I talked about their mama, their daddy. <laughs> <laughs> their, uh, you, you know, the girlfriends, uh, wives, everybody. I just tried to get in that head. But after the game, you know, obviously I'm going to go to them, blanket I'm going to shake your hand and say, hey, big dog, I hope you uh, you didn't mind. But, uh, you know, I got to do what I got to do to try to get that uh, advantage over you. Mm -hmm. But what he did. I know. And G-Dub, I know that you like this one, George Kittle. And the little t-shirt, t-shirt thing. Yeah, well, we talked about uh, Indochu raising up and showing his abs, you know, on that. But now, when Kittle on touchdown number three raised up and showed his t-shirt that said "F on F Dallas," and it said "Fuck." Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I it went it had to go viral, and I was laughing and laughing and laughing. Ooh. And you know when you talk about Joy Porter Jr., that sounds like his dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's because what, that's his dad what is saying. was major yeah. major yeah. smack talker. Yeah. Got it from his daddy. I cannot believe that Blake. Did you see it? The the shirt? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw the shirt. He was 
dancing around right after his hat, <laughs> hat trick. I couldn't tell what it said at mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Like you had to go back to social media to be able to zero in and, I know, and see what it see what it said. But it was too dark. He was too sweaty. But it, oh yeah, it was peak trolling. I don't know if there was any smack talk in the uh, Jaguars Bills game, but what did you guys think of that? Man, I was shocked. I was shocked because uh, obviously uh, we had some questions about the Bills early in the season because mm-hmm. uh, at the start of the season, we all said, hey, the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC. They're one of the teams to beat. And uh, then things didn't go well for them. But when they put that whipping on the Miami Dolphins where the Bills are back on track, you know, you can't beat the Bills. I mean, they're the team again to beat. They're on top of the AFC. And then they come and they play Jacksonville and they lose against Jacksonville. And I don't want to hear this excuse because uh, they were across the pond or wherever they played them at. It doesn't matter. Um, Jacksonville had to make that trip too, Blake. So that's ridiculous. I can't believe they lost that football game. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. You know, when, when you're talking about the travel, I will say, like, having played that game multiple times, he, he has as well, too. Um, there's just there, – there can be some things, you know, up uh, in there. I mean, it's a long travel. But I think another thing is it's so <laughs> – they call one of the teams the home team, but yeah. you're both playing on the road, right, in another country, mm-hmm. all those type of things. But, I didn't do enough homework when I made my bet. I, I did not. <laughs> I did not either. I, did, I thought this was going to be in Buffalo until <laughs> the morning of, and I was like, oh, why is Buffalo playing at 9.30? Oh, because yeah. they're in London as the home team. But what I will tell you is, like – what happens a lot of times is like one t- there's not the same meaning like one team may go over there for the entire week and then another team comes over on like Thursday or Friday right and so there's a difference in those travel schedules as well too having gone over for the entire week i think there's a lot of things that like i understand getting acclimated to the time zone change but what about just the difference in food what about the just the difference in like your just normal routine i mean you don't do that on any other road game right you know so that it's weird i'm i'm as much as i love it over there i'm not a fan of being over there for the entire week i think that really disrupts but, really disrupts people in the, the situation especially the players who are really playing Blake, you're not saying no that's that's one of the reasons that uh the bills lost right because uh, the jacksonville took the same trip right they had to eat the same food. Now, ja- J- Jacksonville stayed over there. They played over the week before, and they stayed there the whole yeah, week. The whole so week. they had the whole, as far as the time change acclimation, but they were there for the whole week. But the same food, the yeah. same everything, I, I, I totally get that. Because let me say this, that Coach, if you were taking your team, you had to play them. Okay, obviously Jacksonville were already there, but you had to take your team. I mean, would you take them uh, – few days early or obviously I don't think you would take them three days before the game. Belichick and I have talked about this over and over and <laughs> over again about all this type of stuff is is that I would have taken them real early or you wait and try to make it within a 48 hours and like Blake was talking about is go over on Friday night and you're there Saturday and you play Sunday and that part of it helps the mind and the body too. Okay, on the acclimation part of it. But that was kind of an in-between thing of what they did, what the Bills did, you know, leaving and going over on Thursday. I'm pretty sure right now uh, the Baltimore Ravens are on a plane right now as we speak, and they're traveling because obviously we know they have a game uh, Mm -hmm. uh, across the pond. I think they're playing, uh, is it 
is it who are they playing? Tennessee or somebody? They're I, don't, playing. I don't know. I, I want to say it's Tennessee. I could be wrong, but I want to say that's who they're playing. But they're on a plane. I know for a fact that they're leaving today and yeah. they're going over, get acclimated to everything. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. You got to get uh, acclimated. We all right. We're running out of time, right, Bum? So we'll come back with our two minute warning right after this. All right, we are wrapping up the Hanford-Dixon show with the top dog himself alongside Greg Williams and Blake Williams also in studio today. This is the first time we've had to advocate for a little, like, bleep machine <laughs> to, to bleep you, out. You didn't hear that, did you? Oh, yeah. I mean, we expected it from Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on our radar ever since we had him join because mm-hmm. we know his track record. But, you know, you got to really tee up Hanford here like Blake did about if if Deshaun plays, get well, y'all riled up. Poking the big dog. Well, you know, I, Blake set me up for that one, you know. He knew I was coming and I was getting ready to fire back at that one. So I couldn't, I couldn't help it to t- <laughs> to tell, uh, you know, uh, old school like me, you know, that, oh, Blake, don't start. Don't it it start. made my day because yeah. you started pedaling downhill, and yeah. I, did, I didn't feel bad at all about maybe bleeping something yeah. else later on. Yeah, shout out to our producer, Michael Bohm. Also, happy belated birthday. He's going to have to do a little extra homework. Boom. Thanks, thanks happy to you. Birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't have a microphone, and we ran out of cameras, so he, we can't show a picture of his beautiful face. But uh, we are we are giving him a little cheer here off camera. Well, well happy birthday, big dog. You are welcome. All right, well, we got a couple extra minutes here. Anybody want to plug anything, anything you want to get off your chest? No F-bombs for the rest of our <laughs> <laughs> show. Blake, no events this week, huh? Oh man, I, I can't even keep it keep it straight. I just go just <laughs> event to event to event, but yeah. none none this week. Yeah. Um, get a get a hangout with my son this weekend though. Good. Try try to come bring him to his first tailgate, so it'll be oh, cool. it'll be fun. Oh, that's gonna be uh-huh. that's gonna be awesome. He's yeah. going. Uh, how old? Is Three he? years old. Oh, he's oh. three years old. Tasmanian Devil. He's and good. you oh, know yeah. what? My biggest prayer in life was he'd have a son. That was a bigger pain in the ass than him. <laughs> and this one, this one right now is just as strong-willed as his dad. Coach, and when I said that, and well, here's that, see, and immediately when I said it's like he's dad, he says, well, it skipped a generation. It didn't come from me. So, <laughs> Coach, you trying to tell us that uh, Blake maybe punished you a little bit when he was growing up? Yeah, I will tell you this now. <laughs> his picture was in the dictionary next to ADHD. His picture was in the dictionary about stirring things up and doing things his way and i think he still every once in a while gets in a fight with the mirror when he sees himself in the mirror so it, that's how his son is the same way well guys turned out okay guys we got a big game coming up we yeah, got we a do. big game coming up uh, those san francisco 49ers they're coming in here and they're going to try to stay uh, uh undefeated uh seriously i like to hear from you guys you any chance of beating this team I mean, think obviously there's always a chance, right? That's any given Sunday. And I think us coming off of the rest and the bye, two weeks, you know, to prepare. And the fact that if done properly, if able to control the early down mm-hmm. run game, even more so than play action pass game, the run game, um, and or if Kyle gets cued and gives gives a couple opportunities in the first 15, like the wide nine, especially with some of the athletes we have in the secondary and definitely the athletes we have up front, like we can cause some 
we can cause some havoc. You know, I think I mean? it's a home run, yep. Blake. If they got to be able to play the run, don't let them run the ball. Get them in some negative down in distances, and then let the big guys up front go hunt. And uh, we'll see how you know Brock can handle the pocket with that right there. But they can't let the ball be run against them, and they've got to make sure they're controlling the down and distance. I agree. And uh, McCaffrey, I mean, we just uh, we just have to be able to keep him uh, mm-hmm. out of the end zone because he's such a threat, such mm-hmm. a weapon. I mean, this guy can, like we said, he can do it all. And Brock Purdy, I, I, I mean, I don't. I'm gonna say it before we leave. I always say it. I don't care who the quarterback is or how well he's playing. When you put it, when you know, you guys know this as well as anyone. When you put that pressure on him, he will turn into an average quarterback, and that's mm-hmm. what we have to do. We have to put that pressure on uh, Brock Purdy this week. Hanford, give us the bark. <laughs> Great show, guys. Thanks so much for being in studio, and we'll see you next time on the Hanford Dixon Show.